fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? Ali, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dump. All right, folks, this is the big one. Champ of the Chump Fantasy Dump Top 10 Running Backs. This is how you win the league. You run the damn ball. Kamish, how we feeling there? We just got off 18. It was nice and hot. We got a nice little bronze going on. Kamish with that big Viking looking ass. He looking good in the sun. What's up? Oh, yeah. We were hitting some bombs out there. You know, I got screwed over by a little, what was that, pool noodles down in the hole. Yeah, man. Bounce one out on a little chip in, but that's all right. Fucking with you. Damn, oh, no, man. Corona, fuck with your golf game. Oh, no, man. I'm trying to set some records out here. Oh, no, man. Breaking those course records. We almost saw an ace today, too. Oh, it was close. Damn. What was it? Like, oh, less than a foot, less too, Less than wasn't a foot. It? it was close. Close to actually in a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Today, top 10 running backs. This is a... Everybody has their dude. I think after the top five, it's it's a... It's the who's who of what you like, who you like, who you'd like to draft. If someone can catch the rock, someone, you know, run heavy, bell cow running back. This is an interesting top ten. What do you what do you think about this? Yeah, same thing, man. Once you get past, I feel like, those top five guys, and then it's whatever order you like. I mean, I feel like 6 through 12 maybe could just be any random order. It's whatever you're feeling that day. Dude, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think everybody in fantasy loves running backs. I don't care in any of our mocks, anything like that, any of the past previous 10 years, people pick up every single running back they can. I don't know if that's a str- – I mean, I do it all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I, it that's co- my Hell yeah. I mean, you need running backs to win you the league. And I think this is the most important top 10 because these dudes win games. That's all they do. They got the most trade value, I feel like, too, you know, like – we're the guys going in and out through the lineups all year around. The running back position is just so volatile that you just you got trade bait all the time if you got excess running backs. And there's some high risk. So like a, like strategy wise, you get handcuffs mm-hmm. as one of your guys goes down. You have their backup, and now that backup who you didn't know the name of before the before the season is now the the hot commodity. You know it's crazy. I love it. That's what it's all about, man. Well, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. I think everybody's number one. It's my number one because I got the number one pick in our draft. Hey. Let's get to number one. My number one, hopefully your number one, is C-Mac himself. Oh, yes, sir. There's no doubt about it. The, the stats just speak for themselves. He is a fantasy monster. Oh, what was it? 1,000, 1,000 club? 1,000, 1,000. receiving, 1,000 rushing? Third player ever? Shh. Come on now. Like, what's this? Not Roger Craig, nineteen eighty-five, and Marshall Falk in nineteen ninety-nine. If you're in the, if you're in Marshall Falk's, I mean, so damn near twenty years since we've seen the last one. And he's running four point eight yards a, a carry. This dude is is not just only a pass catching athlete. He runs between the tackles. He knows how to get it done. 
You know, what was he second in the NFL in targets behind just Michael Thomas as a running back? And what did they do to help him? Robbie Anderson? This dude is going to catch more rocks as well. He. Oh, they, they brought in check down Teddy. That's what they yes, did. Yes, sir. And look what it did to Michael Thomas and his uh, yard. I mean, his yards per catch are low. I mean, that's C-Mac is in that 6 to 12-yard range for, for ball catch. I mean, he's going to eat with t- check down Teddy there, man. Oh, it's a good offense. They brought in uh, what was it, Rule from Baylor and then Brady from LSU. Yep. So, you know, we talked up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a little bit that pass catching ability he's coming right from that offense so 55 catches as a college running back pff, McCaffrey's gonna get 100 again and like I'm not trying to like put it to it but he is a son of a pro so that big money contract that he got it's I don't think it's gonna affect him like it might be some other people where like they take the gas you know put their foot off the gas pedal a little bit and just coast because they got the money I mean he come I'm not even trying he come, came from a rich family so I think he's just gonna keep doing what he's gonna do and he's going to keep stacking up those stats. I'm with him, man. There's, I mean, he's more than just about money. He's out there to play the game. Hell yeah. All right. I mean, that's the consensus number one, I think, ever, and I think overall player in the fantasy world. Um, my number two is a little tricky. Okay. It's not everybody. I, this is my prediction this year. I think he's going to have a monster year. My number two running back this year, Delvin Cook. Oh, I kind of had a feeling, but I didn't know if you'd go through with it. Well, I was looking at his stats. They both, him and my number three, which is Saquon, which is a lot of people's number two, had similar stats. Um, Saquon had 13 games, had a little injury there, had, um, you know, 1,000 yards rushing, six touchdowns, 4.6 yards of carry, had 400 yards receiving, two touchdowns, um, had some good O line help coming this offseason. But what Delvin Cook had with 14 games, he had 1,100 yards rushing, 4.5 yards of carry, but he had 13 touchdowns. And with that, he had another 500 yards receiving. So he had more rushes, more rushing yards with only one more game. and another. So he had 100 yards more rushing and 100 yards more receiving with another game. So he went another 100-100 with just another one more game to play. And I think it's only going to get better because the Zimmer does not have any hope any 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 care in the world for Cousins to succeed. It's all about running the ball and defense. On the other hand, when it comes to Saquon, the Giants, they want to build up Daniel Jones. They want him to be the next Eli. And yeah, they, they're going to need help with that running offense. It's, one, it's two to three. It's not going to be a big jump. But I see Delvin Cook being more of an offensive weapon than it does New York Giants because New York Giants has so many weapons when it comes to EE there. They have... Um, they got Tate, Slayton, Shepard. Yeah, Cousin has some juice, but I don't think he has the confidence that his head coach has that the new head coach of the Giants has with Jones. If that makes sense to you, like I think Zimmer's all about running the ball with defense, and I think the Giants want to air it out a little bit more. That's why Daniel Jones is my sleeper quarterback because he can throw the rock, and they are going to throw the rock a lot. And I don't think Saquon is a factor in the in the pass game as much as Devil Cook is. The check down king when it comes to with fucking Cousins not being as great of a quarterback that they're hoping Daniel Jones can be. Okay. Okay. So you keep comparing uh, Cook to Barkley, but why don't you compare him to Ezekiel Elliott? So Zeke's my number four. I know this. My thing about Zeke, he's dropped from 77 receptions in 2018 to 54 in 2019. Um, 
I think what brought me to this to bring it. I know Madison is there for Minnesota. I think I think Dallas. Granted, it's a new offensive scheme, but I think Dallas in general likes Tony Pollard more than Madison in Minnesota. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I mean, you're talking about these stats from Cook. Yeah. Zeke had more rushing yards. He had one last touchdown. He had an extra catch. I mean, it was a little bit lower in receiving yards by like 100, but. If if Andy Dawes is starting quarterback, we have another thing coming. All right. Oh well, we have right. another That's thing coming. Zeke is the number That's one. Zeke is the number happen. one running back. If Andy Dalton's in the backfield. Oh no! Don't say that. If Andy Dalton's under center, Zeke goes to number one. I know you people. You're right. I shouldn't be hating on Zeke. I mean, granted, these one to four. Well, you can't hate on any no, of these guys. No, I'm not yeah, saying not that. No, again. but the stats. I think they're only going to go up, and I could be wrong. But I'm expecting a big year. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket with Cook, and I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's going to be a top two running back this year. I, I'm going to put him in that seat. And um, I think he's he can catch better. I don't know if he's better, but he's had – I mean, he had more yards. Yeah, I mean, he had the two less games than Zeke, too. So I see what you're saying. Like, with he's probably got more yards and more – I just think they utilize him more. I mean, with, with Zeke, the Dallas, and all the weapons they have in the pass-catching realm – they gotta please him. I think Zeke is gonna is gonna fall not in his rushing but his receiving, and that's what I put Delvin Cook as an upper on both Saquon and Zeke. I think Delvin's gonna be more part of the pass game, and I could be wrong, but I think he's. I didn't realize he had five hundred. Granted, he didn't have any receiving touchdowns, but he had five hundred nineteen receiving yards. I think that's gonna go up. I think if we get six to seven hundred yards receiving, even eight hundred. This guy's going to be an, an animal in the fantasy because that's another – so he had 13 yards rushing. I'm giving another three yards receiving if he has 800. And if he has close to 20 touchdowns, that's a that's a running back one. That's an easy top three running back, and I'm going to put him at two. I see what you're saying. I got cooked down at five. Holy shit! Come on, that's man! I'm a little – you know, that's why I'm questioning a little bit. I mean, I cannot trust the dude. Like, he's never played a full season, right? I give you that. This is yeah, you're right. This is like kind of like my optimistic. Four look. games, eleven games, fourteen games. Damn man, this is my this is my cook's year, bro. I'm telling you. I feel it. I mean, if he stays healthy for sixteen games, then yeah, I think he is gonna be up in the top three at least. But that's any running back though, you know. Besides C Mac, who Saquon has injury issues, Cook has injuries, Zeke is a biscuit short of two eighty. You know what I mean, like. They got problems. He's playing every game, man. You can trust him. And that's why I got Zeke at number two, man, because you can trust him every week. You can trust him every year. Uh, Yeah, he's the most consistent running back out of the top five, in my opinion. Even C-Mac. I think he he – obviously, he has one more – two more years on C-Mac, maybe one. Um, That's – Zeke is the most – out of the top five, high risk, he is the number one less – like the less risky pick. I give you that. I just yeah, just the injuries for Cook, man. Like, and he went down last year in Week 15. Like, he probably got a lot of teams to the playoffs because he was wasn't like a first round pick. He was used in the second, maybe third round, some random dress. But man, he brought you to the playoffs, and then when it came crunch time, semifinals, he just gets hurt, and that's the story of Cook's career. He's always getting okay, hurt. Okay, so let's say you get Cook, and if you don't get Madison, you're a dummy, though. You know what I mean? Like, you pick up if. Let's just guarantee. Yeah, but that happened last year, and then Madison wasn't even out there. It was Mike Boone. Well, Madison got injured, man. I mean, what? That's what I mean. Fluke, like, fluke. That's what I'm saying. Running backs are crazy. It's so hard to pick the best running backs. 
I'll give you the Zeke. But the Zeke is not Zeke is not getting hurt. Zeke is playing every game. I'll give you that, but this is my I mean, it's my crystal ball pick, dude. All right. I'm Miss Cleo right I'm with now. It. I'm with it. I hear what you're saying about Tony Pollard too. I think he does get involved a little more. But I mean, this first two years in the league, Zeke had 32 and 26 catches. So it's not like he was killing the receiving game in his first couple of years when he was still up there in the running back. He was PPR, he was number two, and then he was number 12 with that 10 game season. So he's always been up there. He's always consistent. And that's why I had to go with him at two because I just feel like if you're picking up that high, like, yeah, you're not really going to get a bad player because these guys are top so five. So you want backs. the less, you want the, the, the least risky player. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yes. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose my draft in this first five pick. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He And he has the ability, almost like a Le'Veon, to not take really big hits and fall forward. Um, that's how I, I like him, too. And if I'm in that four to, God, six range, I mean, I'm, I'm and if he falls to me, I'm happy as hell. Um, but. Oh, yeah. I I am going as Delvin Cook is the high risk, high reward as could be even beating out C Mac as number one, but I am definitely seeing him at number two if he gets a, has a sixteen game season, which he you're right he's not had yet. I think Zimmer hates Cousins so much they are gonna feed him the rock and he he needs to perform and if Zimmer and you know what cut him then you know like. If he does, if he gets injured again, oh, yeah, he's got a contract coming. Yeah, up. I mean, if he gets injured again, that's why I think he's gonna. He has to ball out. That I'm putting all my eggs in him. It's a high risk, but that's what I'm putting him at. No, I get it, man. I think if you're gonna tell me that Cook is playing 16 games and Zeke's playing 16 games, I think at the end of the day, their stat line, Cook is gonna have better stats. Yeah. Because of the offense. I, and that and that's what I'm going off of, Mish. Uh, that's what I'm going. I mean. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. It makes sense. Zeke's juicy though. I'll give you that. All right, so we had we had Zeke at two, uh, Cook at two. So everybody usually has another person at two. He's dropped to my three. Um, yep, so I think we're talking about Saquon here. Saquon, yep. Yep, number three for me as well. Um, I'm, you know, I confused. I put Daniel Jones. I put their roster as like a high powered. I'm kind of retracting that right now. I don't know what this offense has in store with the new offensive coordinator and new Joe Judge, which was a special teams guy at Patriots, and they brought him along. Um, if Saquon is available, they need to just, again, run the, you know, run him till he's tired. I, I don't – he's an AP-type player where he's your bell cow and then you give him the ball as much as possible. With that offense, with that – with they do have talent. I mean, Slayton showed promise – and if Ingram can stay healthy, they have a tight end one. Um, Golden Tate's always solid there as well. Um, I think the team is good. I, I think they're a lot better in the offense, which would help Saquon in the run game. And they gave him a shit ton more O-line help. So hopefully he can ball out. A lot of people haven't seen as much from that after that rookie year, which we'd like to see. I think it's just the pro- the the product of their how bad their offensive was with Eli there and all that shit. I agree. I think it was a little bit of everything just going on for Saquon last year. Um, his rookie year, he's PPR running back one, and then last year he dropped to ten. You know, playing those thirteen games with the ankle injury. And I don't. Some people were saying he came back too early or anything. I don't believe in that. His first game back, he had seventy-two yards rushing and a touchdown. So it's not like he was like just hobbling along out there. No. Um, I agree. The offense, it's looking good on paper. They got the weapons as long as Daniel Jones could put together. And 
if Jason Garrett doesn't ruin Saquon's career. That's what it is. Jason Garrett, yep. Yeah, I don't... I mean, yeah, he was there when, you know, Zeke was popping off, so I get that. We can compare those two, but I just I just don't like Jason Garrett. He hasn't called plays in, like, six or seven years or something in the NFL. Yeah. They got a rookie uh, head coach, Joe Judge, coming over from New England. Yeah. But, man, yeah, I just... Saquon, I mean, I love the player. He's a great player. He's so talented. I think those long plays he had his rookie year too are going to come back because he's going to be healthy you know he's not going to be worrying about that ankle there's no way the ankle was like fully healed and he wasn't dealing with it the lack the lack bit. of touchdowns is concerning though yeah that's i yeah, he only had six last year six and then six rushing two receiving so eight total when all the other top four top five i mean top four at least had 12 13 and then c-mac had you know 85 touchdowns so um <laughs> I mean, he needs to find the end zone for him to be in that top five category. Yeah, he's. I mean, he gets the carries, he gets the catches. He does just have to score, and that just comes along with a better offense. Yeah, and I think I I have him in – that's why I have him at three in front of Zeke. Um, I'm banking on him to give me that rookie season again. Maybe less, obviously, break out, you know, 40-yard, 30-yard rushes, but more of that – almost like Zeke-like play with those five-yard chunks. You know, give me a 15-yard run, and then, bam, put it in the end zone. We call it good. And give me that three times a game, I'll be happy. Yeah, he's just got to get those long, explosive plays back. And then his stats will go I think he will. I mean, he's a monster athletically, and I I just think his last year was kind of a – they were garbage. And, I mean, it it shows with a bunch of players that – doesn't matter. There's so many variables involved in offensive schemes and offensive playing, offensive weapons, and you know, whatever it may be. The guy under center that it's gonna fucking fuck you up in fantasy. And so you, I'll give you one year. You do it again, you done. I mean, I, I can't trust you again. And nor, I mean, most people can't. So that's the whole like we'll talk about it later. But you know, fool me once, shame on you know you. Fool me twice, yeah, shame yeah. on me. Type thing. Yeah, you leave that sour taste in my mouth. I don't know if I'm gonna want to draft you again. You know? Exactly. All right, we got we went through one to four. We had the same guys flip flop a couple. Damn, you didn't like my cookie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you have so let me guess who you have at number four then. If you have Cook at five, do you have uh, Calamari? Yes, sir, Alvin Kamara, number four. Oh man, see, I you're right. He, this is a resurgence year, I think, for Kamara. Um, I didn't put him in my top four because of last year, but I, so you got him number five. He's my number five. Yep, he's my number okay, five. Cool. My this I'm telling you, big big year for me. This is rule two. You got to catch passes. So I was looking a lot at 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 the pass catching stats for these top four, top five. Yeah, Saquon is the only one that is kind of a red flag for the pass catching ability, but. Elvin Kamara will be in my top 10 until he proves me otherwise that he can't catch a rock and be in that offensive scheme like that. He is a he's a a, a C-Mac type player. I mean, he will can catch whatever you want. He has the hands of Kareem Hunt and has the running ability of a Delvin Cook. He's he's nasty. Oh, he's one of the best running backs in like the way he runs is so weird like watching cuz you don't see those huge explosive plays. You just see him like so smooth. Just evading tacklers. Yep. Man, he's fun to watch, especially around the goal line. Like 
For he's not. I mean, he's five ten, two fifteen. So he's not like little, but he's not a big guy by any. No, and he, so he barely. Take, he's shifty. Yeah, he's shifty. Like you said, he doesn't take those big hits either. Like I, he's gonna. I think he can play if like his ankles and and the speed factor of those soft tissue issues. Um, I think he can play a long time too because he doesn't take those in between the tackles type hits. Yeah, I think that was last year. He had like you could say a down. I mean, he's still PPR running back nine, so it wasn't like a a terrible year. But he was in the conversation for the number one pick last year. He was, I mean, he was one, two, or three usually. Yeah. And before his injury, you know, the first six games, I believe it was, he was getting like 19, 20 touches a game between carries and receptions. And then after when he came back from that injury, you know, it was down to like the 15, 16 range. So I think Jesus wasn't fully back healthy. And they were just using Latavius Murray a little more just to keep him a little bit fresher. And there's no reason why – Murray's like 30, 31 now. Like, there's no reason he should be taking the ball away from Kamara. So, Kamara should get back up in that 19, 20 touches range. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he had passing game, he had almost seven targets a game. Yeah. He's had 81 catches all three seasons. It's crazy. He's been in the league. It's crazy. I mean, so like, and what this put him down for another 81. Yeah. They said he had uh, 25 uh, PPR points in 14 of his 45 games. So, I mean, it's like he's guaranteed to win you weeks. I mean, he, he has that ability. So he is uh, he's dropping in a lot of mocks. And if you are in that 8 to 12 range and you're getting Elvin Kamara, I'm happy as fuck. Oh, that's a steal. Steal. And, like, he's dropping like that to some of these guys. I'm like, he he is filthy when it comes to an overall weapon. And Saints are the perfect team for to utilize him. And he is gonna he just thrives. And he's going to keep thriving in that, in that system. Yeah, I mean, his rookie year, 13 touchdowns, sophomore year, 18 touchdowns, and then last year he only had six. Like, you got to think that comes up a little more. I mean, I don't think he's going to get back to the 18 range. That's a little wild, but you can definitely hit the double digits again. Yeah, I think I think he's different than Aaron Jones, who had that high touchdown rate last year and then had that big – I think he's going to have a big drop off this year. I think he just mm-hmm. was – it was a weird year for them, and, they, you know, he got injured. It, it just – I don't know. Yeah, you know, starting quarterback goes down. Yeah, you got to change your whole offense. Exactly. Everything changes. You know, they brought Taysom Hill in here and there. So, I get it, but I, there's no way. I mean, especially with he missed two and a half games pretty much last season. If he plays the full 16 again, he's going to get double-digit touchdowns. And with a, with a PPR or half PPR league, you, I'm banking on him to get, like you said, those six to eight targets a game. That's – that's money in the bag for you. Like you got, it's automatically comparative to someone that just runs the ball. His catch, his pass catching ability is is so important in fantasy. That's why I like him as a sleeper when it comes to him dropping to that. He's dropping eight to twelve range. Like if that's the case, you're winning the league if you pick him up and then you go in and get another. I mean, it's crazy. I haven't seen him drop that far, but if he is, I guess I. So I just was in a startup dynasty super flex league, and he dropped to the eighth pick. So, I mean, we had some quarterbacks go because it's super flex, but still, I mean, Kamara number eight, and he's young. What is he? Twenty five, something like that. Uh, he is twenty four currently. Okay, so he might be twenty five when the season starts or something. Crazy. Said so. Let's see when uh, Kamara was born here, July twenty fifth. And he admitted last year that his leg the entire year was seventy five percent. So seventy five percent gave you six touchdowns and. 20- Running back 12. So that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Easy money. Must be nice. Yeah, no shit. All right, we got top five done. I think everybody has the same top five. 
So would you have, give me your one through five real quick? My, so my one is C Mac. Okay. My two is Cook. My three is Saquon. Four is Zeke. And then my five is, is Calamari, Elvin Kamara. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I think the the Cook thing was the I, biggest. And, and it might be a rich a reach, but I am all on the Minnesota Vikings this year as fantasy monsters. I like their team. I like I like Thielen. I like the rookie in Jefferson. I like Irv Smith as a sleeper tight end. Kirk Cousins, I'm not drafting him. But other than that. So you like his weapons, but you don't like him? I don't mind him. I think he's a suitable top 22 quarterback. Right. He's definitely one of those, like. I mean, if he's there in the bench. right about like 16, 18 points every week and he'll throw a little 25. I mean, last year he had some hell of a games, man. They won people a week, so they picked him up. And I'm not. He's a suitable fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he's a streamer. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not like all in on him, and Zimmer's not either. So that's why I like Cook and their tight end sets, and um, their I think Thielen has two more breakout years, and hopefully Jefferson can can be the rookie that they think he is as as his next come up as the great wide receiver in Minnesota Vikings. Heard that man. So I think this is where we're gonna get interesting here in the in the what's it the bottom five here? Yeah. Number six. All right. So number six. Just he had such a monster year, and this breaks my rule number two. But oh, I'm putting six six as Derrick Henry. Okay. I mean, convince me why. His 1500 yards rushing, his 200 yards receptions. They got rid of Deion Lewis. They brought in a rookie who possibly is that that pass catching guy. Um, the 16 touchdowns is definitely I think going to go down. He is. So frustrating because he had that second half of the year, but he had games where he kind of disappeared in some in the beginning of the year. That's a common thing with him. It, it is, and it's kind of like do do you want to risk it? I think adding keeping Tannehill as their quarterback, it just it it keeps him like that Zeke. It's a consistent running back, in my opinion. I think with their 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 uh, head coach as such a defensive mindset. And having a suitable quarterback who, let's face it, I mean, he has A.J. Brown, and he doesn't like anybody else, and he will just run the ball. He, I mean, they, they did the Jimmy Garoppolo. They threw the ball, what, a handful of times and won games. I think they're going to utilize that weapon, which is Derrick Henry, who looks like an a oversized avatar. He looks like Julio so Jones big. on steroids. Which I think they're both on steroids, but that's another question. That's another topic we can talk about later. <laughs> but Henry is a massive six four running back, and I think this is it. I mean, it could have been the peak of the iceberg right last year, but I don't think he's mm. gonna regress to the point where he's not a top six running back. I think he's gonna have the opportunities, and that's all I care about. Like if you're if you're gonna have the volume, which I think he's gonna have, then you got to prove me that you're not worth it. I think he's going to, with the volume there, I think he's going to be worth maybe not 1,500. Maybe it's, you know, 1,300 and three, 13 touchdowns and maybe, you know, one or one to four reception touchdowns. I'm happy with that. You're my top six running back. I'm happy. So I got Derrick Henry at eight. So I'm not too far off you. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't like that he doesn't catch passes. Only 18 catches last year. That's the most of his career. Yeah, it's doesn't tough. catch the passes. The 16 rushing touchdowns, you have to assume that is going down. The Titans to themselves were so efficient last year in the touchdowns. Like Tannehill was crazy. Henry was crazy scoring touchdowns. 
you know, touchdown regression is a real thing. We see it every year. And these top teams scoring a bunch of touchdowns, and then the next year they come back down to earth. So I just I think he's going to go down. I do think his rushing yards can stay pretty close to, I don't know, about 1,500 again. He had a lot of big games towards the end of the year. Yeah. So it could get close. I just – the inconsistency in the beginning of the year bothers me. It's bothersome for sure. He didn't have – he only had one 100-yard game up until week 10. So that's nine weeks of your number one pick not breaking 100 yards rushing when that's like his thing is rushing. That's all he does. You know, he gets 20-plus carries a game. You need to break 100 yards. And he just seems like he's he's very mediocre all year. And then the second half of the season or the, the, the third of the season, the last third of the season, he just pops off for like four straight games, 150, 200 yards, like two, three touchdowns every game. Yeah, and like that's my thing, like – I think as a six running back, you know, you can maybe convince me to bring him down a little bit, bit more, but just with the, sh- the sheer volume that he gets, I'm I'm banking on him to be consistent enough to where I don't have to worry about him, and then I can worry about my second to fourth round picks. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but he was getting that volume. At, I mean, 19, 15, 17, 27, 20, 15. These are, these are his carries the first few weeks of the season. So he's getting the carries. He was number 14 running back by, before week 10 hit. And he, and he finished number three. He finished number three. So, like, it's in him. It's in him. I just, I don't know. With the, how bad their their offensive scheme is, I in, a, my, in passing-wise, I, I put him at six for his volume and volume only. I think... I know you said like mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen, but it, who, I mean they franchise tag him, so it's not a guarantee, and they don't really have confidence in him for giving him just the franchise tag. So hopefully he comes out. You know he's a physical freak. He's huge. Out, yeah, six four two fifty. I mean, you know, with three hundred three rushing attempts, I, I'm hoping. I'm just hoping he gets to that level again as the top six running back. I hate putting him there because rule number two, running backs need to catch. I just put him there because of his sheer volume that he's going to receive in the Tennessee Titans offense. He's going to get the carry. I mean, he's going to be right around 20 or more carries a game. Like, that's all they do is hand it off and then let Tannehill do that play action. So, yeah, I see the yards being there. I just think the touchdowns are going to go down. And without those touchdowns making up for the lack of receptions, receiving yards, I don't know if he can crack that top six. Or I mean, I got him at eight, so he's there, but – Damn. I just don't I don't love it. Who do you man. have at six then, man? Oh, I got, you know, a little JoJo Mixon. Oh my gosh. Is he even in your top ten? Oh, he is. He's number eight for me. Okay, so we just swapped there. That ain't bad. Yeah. I just I'm just banking on his talent. Like you're saying, you're banking on Henry's volume. I'm just banking on Mixon's talent. Guy's so talented. He evaded the most tackles last year with out of running backs. Second place was, I believe, McCaffrey and it was seven more than him and then 16 place more than third place so you know he knows how to make guys miss he can catch he can run he does it all after the week nine bye last year you know like before him and Gio were kind of splitting some work and then after that week nine bye he was RB7 so if you give him a full season of that workload where he went from 10 points per game to 18 points per game in PPR or PPR format I mean why can't he be a top six running back it's supposed to be a better offense. You got, a, I would say, Joe Burrow looks like a better quarterback than what Andy Dalton or was it Ryan Finley was playing quarterback for him for a little bit. Gross. So you got Jonah Williams, the left tackle they drafted last year. He's coming back. He is 
Derrick Henry, though, man. He disappears in games, though. He's been running back two or better in just 57% of his games the last two years. I'm with that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think the second half of last year when they started to actually give him the rock and he was playing more snaps, like he was playing upwards of the 70 to 80% snaps, that's when he really shined. He was getting the work. He was getting the carries and the catches. I'm confused on the Cincinnati Bengals and their offensive scheme because they have so many weapons. This year, especially with Mixon no, not getting an extension, this year – he is bound either it's going it's to be a breakout year where you have him on your roster and he's going to fucking ball out, possibly up to the top three, top four running backs because of his pass-catching abilities. With a rookie quarterback there, I think this it, that's why I put him in my top ten because of that. And utilize your stars. A lot of dump-off. Yeah. A lot of dump-off. Utilize your stars, though, too. You have him, you have AJ, and then you drafted T. Higgins as well. It's like you have these weapons. You have Tyler... Tyler Boyd there, you would think that they would be an offensive juggernaut with, and on paper, great weapons. I think better weapons than the Lions. So it comes to that pass catching or the pass throwing ability, and I think Joe Burrows was showed with Hilaire there that he can he can throw the ball to the running back. Mixon should and is about to eat this year. Um, I just want him to show up as much as he can. Yeah, I'm with you there. He does need to be a little bit more consistent and show up every game. I just, I, I just feel like the second half of last year, I know I keep saying it, but they started to give him the ball more. You know, he was getting 20-plus carries a game. He got eight, he got eight, three, four targets. 18-plus touches on 10 different games. So he gets, he, gets, he gets money touches when it comes to that second half of that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he only scored five rushing touchdowns. He had three receiving I mean, if the offense is supposed to be better, Joe Burrow's better quarterback, then he can get those definitely rushing touchdowns up. Only five rushing touchdowns as a yeah. starting running back. I like him. Who played 16 games. So as If he falls to you, like, if he's top, you have him at six, but he's right around that top six to eight range. Is he falling to first or second pick in the second round? Uh, a couple of, because the draft we have, I have the 12th pick, and a couple of mocks here and there, he'll, he'll last to the 12th pick. I think that's but a steal. For the most, yeah, yeah. If he's there at twelve, obviously. If he, if he's there at ten to ten to twelve, or even like, even like a nine to twelve range, I'm picking him up because I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be their best player at Cincinnati. Honestly, he just has to you know put it together like you're saying, just consistent season, just get all the work, get those touchdown numbers up. He's got the talent. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like him. I like him. I I had him at eight to your six. Mm-hmm. I. You know, I should flip-flop and put him in there because my rule number two, I'm being a bitch about my rule number two this year. I wanted pass catch. Hey, man, you're going big. You went Cook at number two. You're going Henry at six. I like it. You know, I got to change it up. You got to stay true to yourself. I got to. I know, like, you're doing this re- we're doing research and stuff, you know, looking up stats here and there, and, you know, you see everyone else's, all these other people's rankings, and you're like, oh, I'll just put them in the same order. But now, you, you, I feel it, man. You got to do your own order. You got to do your own have thing. Have your guys, man. Have your guys. Yeah. This – Yep. Great segue to my number seven running back. Oh. My number seven running back is Kenyon Drake. Interesting. I think this goes into my Joe Joe Mixon. I think he's going to have a huge year. Cliff Kingsbury's offense. D-Hop as their main target. Kyle Murray with another, Kyler Murray with another year under his belt. 
I think Kenyon Drake, while coming into the Arizona, he had over 800-plus yards of total offense. He killed it the last half of the season when it comes to fantasy. Um, I love him in this sleeper role, and that's my, that's why I'm picking him seven over your boy Joe Mixon at eight. So do you, do you remember when he got traded? Like what week it was? I think nine. Okay. I, week nine. If I'm yeah. being honest, I don't have Drake in my top ten. So, so, you know. so coming over after week nine, he was num- the number four running back throughout the ra- remainder of the season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing that now. Yeah. All right. His stats definitely went up. So with that being said, I, I'm putting him as my high risk, high reward in my top ten. I put Cook, but Cook is always going to be guaranteed juice. I think Kenyon Drake, if he's there, I would reach for him in my later half of the first even second round top, I think he is going with this offense is going to be a factor. I don't, I mean, they put him as a first round tenure and that shows you what they think of him. Got rid of David Johnson also shows you what you think of him. He is going to be their guy. And I think he's bound to have a great year. He's only 26 years old. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. They gave him the, was the transition tag. So, I think they'll iron out a deal. I think they want him around for a little bit. I think he wants to be there. He didn't have a lot of carries when he was in Miami his first three years or three and a half years. He didn't. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, tread on the tires, you want to say, especially in college too. He wasn't like a a workhorse running back. Mm -hmm. So being 26 and four years in the league, it's kind of not really, you know, four years of, of banging in between the tackles and whatnot. He's got juice. I'm not, I'm not mad at that ranking. I didn't, you know, I thought about throwing him up there. I would say I didn't go all – I only went to 10. But if I was going probably like 12 or 13, he would 100% be in there. I, my thing is this. Like like Austin Eckler um, had a giant year last year. Josh Jacobs had a great year. Um, even Miles Sanders. I think with the offensive game plan and the offensive mindset with the Arizona Cardinals, they're a favorite – in fantasy world when it comes to picking their guys. And if he's RB1 of their team, he's going to be a huge component of their offense. I think he's – and their scheme, their whole mentality is fucking, you know, it's just like with the Phoenix Suns, with, you know, similar fucking state. They, you know, let's go – let's get as many points as possible, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury being there at Texas Tech. It's like, all right, let's score as many. I don't give a fuck about defense. Let's go, go, yep. go. I think that's what that's what Drake thrives on, and I think that's why he's gonna have a huge year in fantasy world. I'm with it. I mean, last year David Johnson was, you know, he was a top five pick, top six pick probably in most leagues, and he was the starting running back of the Arizona Cardinals. And we were talking about this offense being crazy. So yeah, I mean, you Kenyon Drake and David Johnson are talent wise. I don't see very much difference at all. So. No, I mean, and I like it. I mean, there's no reason why he can't be up there in those top running. He can backs. catch the rock too. He can catch the rock. He doesn't have, yeah. I mean, they when they draft Eno Benjamin like the seventh round or something. Yeah, and then they got Chase Edmonds. So not a lot of competition there. These guys behind him are not workhorse running backs, or they're not going to steal his job. And that's he might get some touches here and there. Exa- and that's why I brought him up there. The great point is like they didn't put bring they didn't bring somebody in like almost like a Aaron Jones could be in this top ten. Well, they brought in a second round running back, so it's like you're gonna you're gonna give the second round running back some touches, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Chase uh, Edmonds is there who had a decent year, but 
bringing in a seventh round run, it's, it's like, oh, oh, that's just depth. All right, we get it. It's not like competition. It's like when it comes to AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, like, oh, that's that's guaranteed touches. Like you can't guarantee you know Benjamin. You can guarantee him probably being on special teams because of his athletic ability. But Kenyon Drake is going to be the RB one of a high powered offense, and that's why I'm putting him in my top seven. I'm with it. I can see it happening. I wasn't bold enough to do it, but my what's your seven, man? My seven's crazy. Oh, I got my boy Nick Chubb at seven. Oh my Atlanta. So he was, I mean, he was running back eight last year, so I'm not really far off here on their rankings. Um, he obviously will have to outperform his season last year, which I think he can do because he at the end of the year he only had was it two touchdowns in like the second half of the season. Yeah. So he's just he was super unlucky there. He had 15 carries inside the five yard line, and only two of those were touchdowns. And 32 carries inside the 10, only four touchdowns. So he just seemed like he had bad touchdown luck. I do remember one game watching. They ran the ball three straight times from inside the five to Chubb, and he just didn't get in. Just no O-line push there. And they brought in new tackles. They brought in Conklin to play tackle, and then they drafted the Alabama tackle. So yeah, I mean, they got some new O-line in there, and they got a new coach who's coming over from the Vikings, who is your RB2. Yep. So I think the scheme is going to be right for him. And he just got to score a couple more touchdowns. That I he is my running back ten. I brought him down. He will, I I have like three lists and I like fucked up. Like I just scribble in all of them. He was started at my. He started working in Drake. So he was at my seven. Honestly, I brought him down mm-hmm. to ten. Um, looking at Cream Hunt stats in the second half, when or Chubb stats and Cream Hunt stats stats in the second. I think Cream Hunt is more talented than I than I first thought. I mean, I granted I know he went to case he did his thing in the rookie year. He, oh, he's very He's talented. insanely talented. I mean, Chubb ended up, you know, um when when they were involved with eight number 18 and number 26. They they're a great I mean like great duo. I think the addition I was pissed cuz I had Chubb when I first heard this I I raved about Chubb because I didn't know they were going to keep um, Hunt there. And I was like, all right, well, Chubb's going to be – he's he might be top three in fantasy. Oh, yeah, if Hunt's not there, he's a top – he's in that top conversation with those top five guys. Well, Hunt's there, so I'm scared I'm scared to put him in my top ten. That's why I, I, I hesitantly put him at my number ten spot. I, I don't like mm-hmm. the combination. I like it as an offense. I don't like it as a fantasy juggernaut. Yeah, I think – I mean, he still was playing in 60 70% of the snaps. Shit, he only hit 1,500 yards rush. I mean, he can ball. Mm-hmm. He can catch the rock. He had 36 catches. I know a lot, of, a lot of those catches came before Hunt came back when Hunt started taking over that pass-catching role. But they were both on the field together quite a bit here and there. Yeah. And that was with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. And I believe in Kevin Stefanski more than I do Freddie Kitchens as being a play caller. So if Freddie Kitchens can figure out a way to get these two on the field – Stefanski can definitely figure a way to get these two on the field and make it happen because they don't really have a third running or third receiver. Yeah, I mean it's Rashad Higgins, Damian Ratley, Donovan Peoples-Jones. One, those are those are their third receivers possible. And Landry probably won't be there at the start of the season. So, yep, he's dealing with the hip. They got Hooper and Njoku. They drafted another tight end, but I just don't see those as big receiving threats to Hunt or Chubb getting some catches out of backfield. I'll give you that. I I just I I couldn't put him in, just for how good Hunt is. That's the only issue. I wanted to put him in earlier, but 
I just couldn't. I couldn't. Hunt's ridiculous, and his pass catching ability is stupid. I hear you. I hear there's there's a lot going on with Hunt in the Chubb situation. I just think that Chubb is a better running back, and I think the team knows that he's a better running back, not maybe overall back. Yeah. But as a runner, Chubb is definitely their best runner on the team. Yeah, without – I mean – I was pissed at Lions picked fucking carry on over Chubb. Oh, that's another day. That's yeah, and, yeah. I think we could do that every week. Talk about the Lions Jesus. draft picks. All right, so that was your number seven. Seven, yes, sir. My eight was Joe Mixon. What was your eight then? It was Henry then. So okay, all right. So we're we're back on on terms now. Yeah, number nine. I don't like saying this because I think he is going to be a my. Stir. I think he will maybe have more fantasy points than his the starting uh, running back on his collegiate team when he was there. I am putting number nine, Miles Sanders. Squad up. Let's go. You have him at nine? Yes, sir. Okay. I wanted to put him at number one, but, you know, I, I it's not you. logical. I hear you. He is he's crawling up the draft boards. And I fucking hate it. He used to fall to me Sucks. in all my mocks. I was like, yes. But he is a weapon and people are finally realizing it that he is going to be an absolute monster for the philadelphia eagles in his second year i'm with it man i was in that dynasty startup we just did i he got picked one pick before me. Oh. i was pissed man i wanted some miles sanders on the squad he's gonna be good for a long time yep i, I hope they don't sign i think they are gonna sign a vet I know they've been talking to Carlos Hyde and maybe Devontae Freeman reportedly. Really? I was, yeah, I've seen him talking to him. Jeez. And I know the Seahawks are talking to him as well. So No love for Boston Scott then. I know. I know. It sounds like they're going to sign somebody. I just hope it's not like a pass catching yeah. type. I hope it's like a Carlos Hyde type where it's just, you know, a couple carries here and there. Because I think Sanders is the guy. I think Peterson found that out last year once Howard went down and all they had was Sanders. I think he saw the talent and he saw his explosiveness, especially catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, he was he was explosive. It was awesome. It was awesome to see. It was like a a a guy that you know he you know earned it. It was crazy. Like he just came out and he balled out in his opportunities, which is insane. I, I and he's only gonna get better. And I don't know. You shouldn't bring anybody else in because he's the guy. Don't touch. Don't fuck with their roster. Miles Sanders is going to be the juiciest running back. I'm telling you, I, I love his skill set. Yeah, he was PPR 15th running back last year, and he only played more than half the snaps one time before week 11. Crazy. And then after that, he just I mean, he was up in the 80% snap share. So you just give this guy the rock, man. Just let him run, let him catch. He's going to be so good. He is, and they got a great offensive line. I know they lost uh, a couple. One of their backup tackles went to Detroit, and Jason Peters is still a free agent. They're still in talks, so I think their their O line's still intact for the most part. The main guys in the middle, you know, still got Kelsey, still got Lane Johnson. Do you think the Jalen Hurts draft is going to hurt any running back in the Philadelphia roster? Because I, I mean, you would think that he's there as like the Taysom Hill running guy. Um, that was my concern. No, I think but... that was. Uh, I think that was more of an insurance backup plan type of thing. Okay. So, you know, Wentz has had his crazy injury history. They don't have, obviously they don't have Nick Foles to back him up anymore. Their other backup was Nate Sudfield. Yeah. So I think it was just, just a straight-up backup quarterback that can also come in here and there and make some plays. I'm with you on that. But I don't think it hurts anything. And if they're going to use him like that, then 
maybe they don't sign. Uh, That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking too. Because like when I put him at nine, I was like, you know, is he gonna get those goal line touches? Because what I mean, their other backup is Boston Scott, who's more of a pass catching threat. I was like, oh yeah, they got Hertz, who could be that Tebow type, you know, guy where he could do that jump pass. I don't, you know, whatever they. Yeah, yeah. Just some little wildcat yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna keep. If that's the case, I'm gonna keep Miles Sanders at top ten because their his backup is a is a quarterback. I'm fucking fine with that. He's gonna get so many touches. Yeah, only 179 carries last year. Like he should easily break 200 this year, whether they sign a veteran or not. Yeah. There's no reason he shouldn't get more than 200 carries, and only he only had six total touchdowns. I fucking love him, I, and and the the secret's been out. So like at first I was like I'm trying oh, to hide yeah. his it's name. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's getting worse. I'm trying to hide his name. He's for gonna so creep long. in that first round. Yeah, real soon. Yeah, he's 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 and he's that good. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. he showed. I mean, you have. No, I hope if they do sign a, a veteran though, I think that could keep his draft stock down a little bit. And, keep him in the second yeah, round. Yeah, I mean, if if that, like you said, a Hyde or Freeman come in, that's definitely a, a red flag to drop him in the second round, you know? Yeah, I think I would drop him a little more if it was like a Freeman type where it's a guy that can catch yep. passes. Yep, I'll give you that. But I'm really hoping if it sounds like they're going to, if it is, then it's just more of a bruiser back. Yep. All right, well, we got number nine. That's it. Since number one, that's been our same one. I think that's the only other same one we have, which is good. Yes, sir. All right, so my so that, are you done or my ten was Chubb. So what was your ten? Ooh, so you're all all done then. So you don't even have. I got Aaron Jones at ten. Oh, he's not even in my top fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, he's not in my top twelve. Excuse me, he's not in my top twelve. I can understand that. I know he had was it nineteen total touchdowns last year. Crazy. That's that's not gonna repeat. I mean, I I shouldn't say not, but very unlikely to repeat. The 16 rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns again. Especially they drafted A.J. Dillon second round. They still have Jamal Williams. Yep. I just, I'd still like him and his talent. I think if A.J. Dillon does come in and beats Jamal Williams out for that number two job, yeah, I, th- I think that's a better scenario for Aaron Jones because A.J. Dillon is not going to catch passes. You're right. He's not a, a pass-catching running back, so Aaron Jones is going to keep that third-down pass-catching role. And who's A-Rod going to throw it to? I mean, honestly. Yeah, exactly. No weapons out there. They got uh, they picked up Funches, which is just a oversized receiver, undersized tight end. Stop it. Lazard. They got Lazard, Adams, Sternberger uh, at tight end. So, Saint I mean, Quain, there's not much Saint there. St. Brown or whatever his name is. Esquarius, Esquarius, St. Brown. He's good. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's no reason why Aaron Jones can't be – he was RB2 last year. I obviously don't see that happening again. But I can, think he can stay in this top 10. He only – he had 49 catches. That's repeatable. I mean, he's – 230 carries. That's repeatable. 1,000 yards. The only thing that I don't think he can repeat is the touchdowns. He's dropping into my second-round pick, and he's strongly considered, that's for sure. Um, I've been getting the Miles Sanders – which probably will not be like that anymore. Um, the Aaron Jones has been falling to me. Uh, and if he's there, I'm picking him up just like because of what you said, his pass-catching ability and the lack of offensive pass-catching weapons for A-Rod. And the guy that's proven it, granted he dropped a couple wide-open ones, but so did everybody else on that team last year. Um, yeah. He 
is on my radar as a guy who has and I mean is the same skill set as Austin Eckler. You know what I mean? Like with better running ability, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's bigger back than Eckler. He's just he can do it all. Yeah. And last year, I mean, the year before, 2018, he had 133 carries, and last year, 236. So he got 100 more carries, and he went from running back 24 to running back two. I just hate that second round pick, though. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get what they're what they're showing. I think it's the future. So Aaron Jones is a free agent after this year. Okay. I think that definitely came into play, and I think they're just trying to do something about their future. Obviously, they drafted Jordan Love, they drafted AJ Dillon. I mean, Green Bay is just weird. They don't sign free agents, so they have to draft these guys for the future. I'll give you that, but it's like a one pulled hamstring, one bum elbow. You're Jay Howard to Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? Right. They're shipping you. They're shipping you off. So it's a high risk. If he better come out guns a blazing and better stay healthy, or else it's the Dylan show, and it's it is what it is, and. He's got to deal yep, with it. Health is, a, health is a little bit of a thing with Jones. I know he played 16 games last year, but his first two years in the league, he only had 12 games each year. So, you know, he's been hurt here and here, you know, the whole free Aaron Jones thing. So, I, I just think he's got the talent. He's not, I mean, when Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback of a team and having that running back is, is usually beneficial and, in fantasy. And that's it. And I, I just wish that – I don't wish personally, but, like, fantasy-wise, there's more certainty with that roster. Um, I hate what they mm-hmm. did with the, the first two picks. I wanted to put – I mean, Aaron Jones is a top-10 talent. I just don't like them drafting a second-round running back and having him have the similar 19 touchdowns uh, – that he's had last year, I just I don't see it, and so that's why he is my number thirteenth running back this year. I can respect that. I mean, you kind of either on the Aaron Jones is going to repeat, or you're he's just another one of those mid backs to you. But and, and again, if he's falling to me, or if he's in that top nine to t- like thirteen nine to fifteen range, why not throw his? Ha- I mean, he's definitely in the consideration to me drafting him. I mean, oh yeah, you know, it's, I don't think you can. I don't think coming out you can straight up just say I'm not drafting this guy. Exactly. You, because at some point you're going to draft him. You don't go 19 touchdowns or whatever he had and then fall off to zero or, you know, minuscule where it's like, all right, well. Yeah, it's going to take an injury for him to not. Exactly. And the then if that's back. the case and if that's what you're going to you're gonna draft on, banking on someone to get injured, then go pick up every handcuff you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just handcuff everybody. 50 Shades is gray team name. You're all set. Yep. Pussies. <laughs> All right, let's just start. We got top ten. Let's get that out of the way. We did great. I mean, we both had some very similars. I mean, I reached for a little bit. I like my guys. Um, you liked your guys. My number eleven. I'm gonna go eleven, twelve, just because I like throwing a little bit more names in the hat. I had Josh Jacobs as my eleven. Okay. You hate him. I get it. I don't hate him. I just don't. I mean, it, it's like a Derrick Henry thing. He's a he's a yep. not as great Derrick Henry, and that's why he's not in my top ten. But being a rookie and throwing out those numbers, granted there's only 13 games, but throwing out those numbers and having a little bit more – I mean, he had a, a workload like an adult. You know, it's his first year into the into the game, and he had over, you know, 240 carries plus. And broke the 1,000-yard carry. He had 4.8 average and only 13 games. I'm putting him in that conversation in the top 15. I put him at 11 just because of his – Status as a, as a rookie and showing out, he got injured when it when it, you know at the end. 
He played through it for a little he bit. He did. Too, they they, they yeah, played him a little trying. injured. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be a, a my like a a high end RB two, um, possibly. Um, yeah, I think he's right on the edge. Yeah, I, I'm trying to say like a low end, but I don't think he. he if he's your RB two, you're sitting pretty. I, I don't even want to put him at RB one, but as a rookie showing out. Um, Gruden as a guy that is an old school cat mentality and having a workhorse, is it? They did draft the guy in the fourth. Um, Lynn Bowden. Yeah, Kentucky, who is a quarterback, wide receiver, running back. So I don't know what his play is. I think he's just going to be a weapon. Um, possibly have- Still got Jalen Richard there. Jalen Richard. That's my issue with him. He's not in my top ten. After a rookie season you sh- with his numbers – in the rushing ability, you're like, he's a top 10. Like, he's only going to get better. But he's not because he had 20 receptions. Like, you ha- mm-hmm. in this game, you have to catch the rock. You have to be a, a factor in catching the rock. And you're not Derrick Henry. All right? And you're not mm-hmm. a 6'5 running back. He can catch the rock, too, which is weird. Because, I mean, that was one of the things he was doing at Bama was he was the pass-catching running exactly. back. Exactly. That's what they were saying in the draft. Like, this dude can catch passes. And then it was weird that Gruden wouldn't. Throw in the rock. And, like, Gruden also pissed me off with these, like, Ruggs is a fast guy that they can do, like, end around with. You know, they have these, like, athletes that... Yeah, little gadget guys. Yeah, little gadget guys that they can utilize them in, quote-unquote, the rushing attack when it comes to their scheme. And that all all that correlates to, with Jacobs, is less attempts. And he he's the type of running back that showed that he needs attempts to, to make something in this game because they're not throwing the ball because they did pick up... Rashard for another, I think another season at least. And and his they picked up Devontae Booker too. I mean, I don't expect that to mean much, but that's still another receiving back that they picked up. And that just doesn't bode well for Jacob. It doesn't. And I think his rookie, yeah, it sucks. But I think his rookie statistics puts him in that 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 conversation as a top fifteen running back. I put him at eleven because of it, and I'm banking on. I'll him. say top fifteen. Is a good if, if he keeps, but if he keeps this stat line, I'm happy with him in top 15 running back. You know, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I think, like, I think the arrow is, I don't think the arrow is going down. Exactly. Yep. It's either staying the same or it's going up. Exactly. I don't think there's a down arrow. Yep. And that's, and that's why I put him in there. Um, what was your, do you have like 11? Do you have someone like in that fringe top 10? Oh, uh, I could say the other, I, I thought about Jacob, so I'm just not really sold on him. And then Austin Eckler, I'm just not sold on the workload and that he can be a workhorse. Yeah, I'm confused and on him I'd too. I'd say Kenyon Drake would be definitely be 11 or 12 for okay. me if I was going to fill that so out. So those – well, Drake, nah, I have him super high. But Jacobs, Eckler, and then I put um, your boy. What was your boy at your uh, number 10? Or um, – God, who have Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. So I had 11, 12 – 13. So I had, I think, I had Aaron Jones at 12, Eckler at 13. That's what it was. And then Jacobs at 11. So that was like my my fringe type guys. Um, I just want to emphasize how hard it was for me to not put Todd Gurley in the top 10. Oof, that's tough. Like, I think I really wanted to just to, to do it, but yeah. I had to be smart well, about there, it. The, like you said before, after the top five, you can, you have a case for every single running back. Yeah, I would say almost six through, I don't want to say, maybe 15. That might be a little bit of a stretch. Maybe like 12 or 13, yeah. I'm throwing up Drake in my top 10, and you don't even have – in my top eight, you don't even have him in your top 10, top you know, 12. 
and it, and it goes after top five. I think it goes whoever you like, whoever you think's gonna go off, and that's your opinion. And I and I, you can argue fifteen, you know, from six to fifteen as your as a, a top ten court or top five to or excuse me, top seven running back, and it's, I, I and you have arguments, and I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think yeah, those top five guys is not really. I mean, they they catch passes, they run the ball, they do it all, and then when you get to that six through 15, 14 range, like there's always just the, there's one like kind of negative thing about each of those guys. You know, Joe, Joe Mixon's the, the team, you know, is not the best scoring touchdowns. Henry, it's the catching. Chubb, it's the catching. Jacobs is the catching. Drake, it's he's never done it before. Jones, they second round. Eckler, he's never done the full thing. Yeah. Sanders, they might sign somebody. Edwards Hilaire's he's a rookie. Yep. I mean, the list just goes, and there's always a knock on those guys, but the top five, the top five are there to and stay. And that's all consistent. That's all consistency. That they've proven it's consistent. Mm-hmm. They've proven that it's it it's worth the draft pick. These other guys have not, or they bit you in the ass before, which you're banking on them to succeed, you know, in the future. Um, let's go a little bit of your sleepers. I'll give you I'll give you one. And then not really much a sleeper, but a guy that I think people are forgetting about who is going to be a stud. I'm going to go with one, and then you go with one. We're going to go two each. I'm going to go – my first one is Leo Fournette. Okay. I like that. And this all depends if he stays on Jacksonville. I think as of right now, he's going to be a, a Jaguar at least until the deadline. Yeah. And then I th- still think beyond that, I think – Teams are just very hesitant to trade for all running back at this day and age. Yeah. So I like running backs that can catch, and I like running backs that get fucking volume, and he is a volume guy, and he is a guy that can catch the rock. So this is a guy who had 76 receptions last year, and he had over 260 rushing attempts. Well, the only knock on him that he had, he had three touchdowns. That's definitely not going to be the case this year. If he has the same numbers, his touchdowns will I would hope at least double. I mean, six. Eight, oh, yeah. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even asking for you know ten. <laughs> I'm asking for six. He's he's a guy that people are forgetting about because Jacksonville Jaguars are quote unquote tanking. But this guy is a suitable. His numbers don't lie. He gets the volume. They didn't add anybody that like to compete. Um, they have. Well, they picked up Chris Thompson. That's that. That would be my knock on Fournette for the receiving. Exactly. I don't think he okay. gets seventy six catches again. But I think he's it's right around 50, 60. Yeah, and they had TJ Yeldon for the you know over the over the years with Fournette, who was kind of like the pass mm-hmm. catching guy who really didn't do much. Um, I think with Minshew as their quote unquote guy this year, it only benefits Leo as a guy that is their their volume running back, and their volume running mm-hmm. back is going to get more than three touchdowns this year. I think hopefully he gets more yards. He does have a four. I mean a four. Point three yard per carry, but he is, seems like a guy that if you watch him, you're like, all right, he's getting two, he's getting two, he's getting two. I want him not to be like an Emmett Smith. I want to be more like a Barry Sanders and get those long runs. I'm not going to say he's going to be like a Barry Sanders, but I'm saying I want more of a big chunk plays. And I think this year is going to be the year that he's just going to say, fuck it. I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to get as much money as I can because I'm going to play my ass off and they're going to trade my ass. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, he's got a he's playing for his not his career, but his next contract. Yeah, and if he can get more, you know, big plays, 
He um, last year kind of was like out of shape, they said, but this year he's more. I mean, last year he became more focused and all that jazz. And I think he's just going to keep utilizing that pro mentality and be a good RB2, fringe RB1 at the end of the season. Um, I'm banking on him to stay healthy and be that guy that people forget about, and I can scoop up in a later round that I, I think it's a steal. I like that call. I think he is a he's a solid. You know, if you go the receiver, receiver in the first two rounds, you have that early pick. In the third round, if Fournette's still there, that's a solid RB one on your team with two solid receivers. I don't know how long he's he's probably going like what mid second round. Yeah, late second round would probably be his draft spot right now. So. I liked it. I like that. You know, get two receivers and then grab Fournette, yeah, people, or even if Fournette's your RB two, like you said, like that's gonna that's a solid RB two to have on your squad. Exactly. And it, he played 15 games last year, and I don't think anything is gonna stop him from playing all 16 this year. I mean, he had some injury issues before his ankle and all that, but I think he's becoming a pro, and I think he's becoming a, 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 a definitely a volume running back that you can providing that RB2, RB1 range, and I like him. I'm with it, man. So I got a guy down. He's not really it's like the same type of line. He's not really a sleeper. I don't know. He's So he's RB24 in consensus ranks right now. I got Devin Singletary. Oh, boy. The Buffalo Bills. You know, he's my guy. He's... I just think this it's, this team's on the come up. You know, they made the playoffs last year. They just seems like Josh Allen could be a thing. I don't know. Obviously, passing is a whole different thing, but I think he can – lead this team to some wins. And I think having the running back on that team where it's a defensive team and it's a running team, I think it's going to pay off. He's got the big playability. Yeah, no, and I I, I love, again, I th- he's dropping because of the draft picks. He's dropped, same with Jones. He's dropping because they picked up Zach Moss. Granted, it was a fourth round or fifth round I think they picked him up in. But he was that bruiser that is that Frank Gore type that was the issue why Singletary didn't seem to succeed last year because they gave a little bit more timeshare to Frank Gore, but I still I still agree with you that Singletary this is his year and it, he is going to blossom as a as a very good running back in the pro level. Towards the end of last year, you know they started giving the ball more. He's playing 70, 80 percent of the snaps, and I think that's the floor for him this year. If he's not out there 70, 75 percent of the snaps then McDermott's doing something wrong over there in Buffalo because this guy's talented. I'm not too scared of Zach Moss. I think he'll he'll get some work here and there, maybe some goal line things, and I think that's why Singletary's down on the list at running back 24 is because his touchdown upside isn't very huge. Only four touchdowns last year. Dude, I'm reading a stat. He had just two carries inside the five-yard line all year last year. That's a fucking brutal stat. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's why he's down. He's got the. I mean, he's gonna have yards. He's gonna have catches. It's just it's the touchdowns coming now. Is Zach Moss gonna get him? Is Josh Allen gonna get? How him? do you not fucking as a running back? Be like, give me the fucking ball. It's we're literally three yards in. This is my job. Mm-hmm. Freaking Frank Gore, man. Oh my he god. Just don't go away. I'd be hated Singletary. He better. He, I like him too. I think he's dropping it a lot. And if he falls to me, I'm happy to pick his ass up. I just snagged him in that dynasty startup, so he's only 22. Yes, sir. I like his spot over there in Buffalo. All right, we're going to stay on that. His redemption train. Um, my second fringe sleeper-ish, I am banking on him to have a resurgence. We've I've, we've been talking about him. I've been picking him in my draft, my mockies. 
David Johnson, Houston Texans. I'm with him, man. I think he's got a uh, he's got a potential for a good season. Yep. I wanted to put Cam Akers there as a rookie, but they've been keeping talking about these three back sets, and I can't fucking stand what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do out there. In so That's I a, put Cam. Yeah, I put Cam Akers as my back burner, maybe in a couple years. Um, but as a guy that is a nice, solid, winning RB two, David Johnson is that type. He so somehow. Carlos Hyde in the Houston Texans this year had a resurgence. Granted, he's not on a team right now, but he had a hell of a year. I think David Johnson's a way better running back than Carlos Hyde. And him and Houston being the guy, the workload, the volume type running back that I've been liking this past week, talk reviewing all these running backs. I like David Johnson, and I like him in this offense because it's going to be struggling. It's going to be the, the D-Watt show, and I think David Johnson's going to help him in that and be that bell cow running back that they need at Houston Texans. Yeah, well, I'm on board with you on DJ there. Carlos Hyde had 245 carries last year at Houston. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nasty. Duke Johnson's not getting – Duke Johnson no. had 80 carries last year, 83 carries. So David Johnson's in line for, you would say, 200-plus carries again. He was last year, and you know – the back injury and everything. I know that one play where it just kind of looked like he ran to the side and fell down. Yeah, it's always funny to watch. But first, was it four, five, six games? He was putting up solid numbers in Arizona. Just please stay healthy. Some catches, yeah, it was some catches doing the work. But as a fantasy running back last year, he was doing well until he got hurt. Yep. And then they, you know, went out and traded for Drake, and things changed. Yep. So I think Johnson, he still got the talent as long as his back is healed and he's healthy. He can. He's better than Carlos Hyde, in my opinion. Yep. At this point in their careers, at least last year, Carlos Hyde to right now, David Johnson. I would go with David Johnson as a better talent in the NFL. So I'm with you there on on DJ having a good year. Stay healthy, DJ. It's, I if I draft you and you fuck up again in your injuries, I'm. A, I mean, obviously you're gonna be done anyways, but it's just gonna be a, a just a thorn in my fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, was that the wrist or something? Week one, week, my first second pick of the draft, man. Yeah, and then was it week one? He broke his week wrist. Week one, right? after he had eleven points in the first quarter. Oof. Oh. What could have been, man? What could have been? Could have been. Okay. You might be the champ. I might be the champ. No doubt. It's, I don't. I don't know if we can go that far. Come on, but. man. <laughs> All right, so I put David Johnson. What was your, what was your last little fringe guy? What, what, uh so I mean, it's gonna sound weird, but I put Kareem Hunt, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I I'm convinced. I don't know why I'm convinced. I just think it's because they're both so talented that Chubb and Hunt can coexist in this lineup and both put up fancy points. I think they could both be starters on your fantasy team. With you being like a, a, a snake draft that back to back, would you go like a a one four one three type with him? Like if you go get Chubb, would you go get Hunt too, or would you only get one of those two? Um, I think as if. Talking handcuff wise, I think Kareem Hunt is the number one handcuff in fantasy. Yeah, football. so like that's my thing. Is like I would just so I don't have to not burn my first pick, but don't have to burn my first pick in lack of better terms. I would pick up Green Kareem Hunt in that four to six range as like a super high uh, handcuff and like a trade trade blocks. And what if fucking Chubb gets injured? That's the thing. That's what I, I kind of put down as kind of you know if Chubb does go down for any reason. Which you never want to see, but if he does, I mean, there's no reason Hunt isn't a 
top five running back fantasy wise. He's got the talent. He showed it before in Kansas City. Yeah, the offense is crazy out there in Kansas City, but yeah, Kareem Hunt was doing it no problem out there. Oh, so dude, he had the rushing title as a rookie, man. He's a fucking freak. Yeah, and he's still only twenty four, I believe. Yeah, so he's not like an old dude like on his last leg or anything. I just think that both these guys can coexist. I don't see him maybe in the RB two range. I think he's right on that border of like, I mean, so RB two that's twenty four. I think he's right between like twenty and forty in the ranks. Like yeah. that's where I would kind of put him. I don't know if I want to trust him as my RB two, but if Kareem Hunt is my flex, yeah, I'm not that upset with that because I think his floor is the flex value and his ceiling is an RB one if something happens to or to Chubb. I'm with you. I, I like him as a guy to look out for. Um, you like him more than I do, but I can see why you like him. His talent is undeniable. He's a stud, especially as a pass catcher. Um, and his, like you said, his running ability, he's big as fuck too. I, I, I respect his game. And who knows? That's a strategy that can be in play. I mean, yeah, if you go Chubb, you can grab Hunt. It's going to cost you a lot to get both of them. Yeah. Just because Hunt is going to go earlier than, obviously, he did last year because he missed half the season. It's going to cost you a lot, but not a terrible strategy. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Um, we got, I'm going to have one more question for you, then we can get the fuck out of here. Um, best rookie you got um, between my top ones I'm going to throw out there, Hilaire, um, Taylor, Swift, and Akers and Vaughn. Those are your top ones. Who are you picking? Out of all the rookie running backs, I'll take in Edward Soler. Yeah. I think it's – I mean, they're saying Damian Williams is still going to be involved, which I do believe. I think if you want to talk a little sleeper action, I think Damian Williams is a little bit of sleeper still. Obviously, with all this pandemic still. Yeah. You know, rookies might have a little tougher time seeing the field early in the season because they don't have as much work. Yeah. So I think Damian Williams could is still going to have a role regardless. But I do think Edward Solaire is the better running back, and he's the future running back on the team. He's probably a better pass catcher too. Yeah. So we'll see if he can hold up. You know, running between the tackles though, he's just a littler guy. What is he like? Five seven? Not even that. They say he's. I think he's five six. Five, yeah, five six, five seven. I think he is the. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess he's not that little. Yeah, he kind of compares to Devin Singletary. He's not a bigger guy either. But I mean, they're low to the ground, but they have they got some. They think they're. I mean, they're all both. Above two two oh five two fifteen, they're they're they pack some bills too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just got more of a direct line that touches than the other guys. Johnson Taylor, obviously, if something happens to Mac, he's gonna see a lot of work. But they still have Naheem Hines, who's gonna catch passes. That's I think they're the same as like the Acres with that three back set. I'm confused on what these guys are saying, like talking about. Yeah, why would you? That was their only pick in the in the draft, and they I think it was like the second or third round was their first pick. And they traded up from that spot in the second round to draft Cam Akers. So they obviously think highly of him. But, like, running backs need rhythm, too. Like, it takes more than just two rushes to get into the game. And, like, with three back sets and three guys in rotation, it's like, who's going to get in a rhythm to succeed? And it bothers me that they do that. I could see, like, a a pass-catching running back and a power running back, and that's it. But having three guys coming in and out, it's just like the the Patriots and – the only one you could talk to, I mean, is James White because he's a pass catcher. But anybody else on that team, Sony Michelle, like, it's untouchable because you don't know yeah, who's going to go off. It's too unpredictable. Exactly. You don't want that in fantasy. You want to know, like, your guy's going to be out there. He's going to get touches. And you don't want to just throw a dart like, hey, I hope this guy gets carried today. But he might not. All right. All right. We're on the same page there. I'm glad. All right, man. That's it, man. That was a top 10. 
top 12, top 25, we were talking about running backs. You talk, we can go for days about running backs. There's so many to choose from. So pick your poison. Pick who you like. Mish likes his top 10. My top 10 looks very different. Um, my name is Chump for a reason, so I would say pick his instead of mine. But who gives a flying fuck? I like my teams. I like my players. Mish, you have else to say? Because next week we were talking about top 10 wide receivers. The prima donnas, the people that dye their hair, the people that care mm-hmm. about way, how they look, how their visors are. Are my shoes looking tight? Hey, man, give me the damn ball. Who else do you like? I'm excited to talk about the wide receivers next year, but anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, man, it's fun. Had a good time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Let's go. All right. See you next week. Peace.